One more time. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you. Now, now it's on tape. <laughs> uh, we are going to take a look at the Hakdama to the Sefer Vayikra, and then a little mimer, a little perush right after that from the Ramban. Two sides to your hand out there. The one that says Sefer Vayikra is the one that we are about to begin. Uh, in each of the five books of the Torah, the Ramban writes a Hakdama, kind of giving you the general idea as to what it's about, and um, an overview as well. Hasefer Hazehu Torah Kohani Mulevin. This Sefer Vayikra is the laws of the Kohanim and the Levim. Yevair Bo Inyane HaKarban Kulan. It will be explained all of the karbanos, the offerings in the Beis HaMikdash, umishmeres HaMishkan, and also guarding the Mishkan regarding the laws of Tumah, to be careful not to be metame, make anything tame, not to be tame while you're there. Ki, ka'asher ho'ya sefer echad be'inyan ha'galus v'ha'ga'ula mimenu. Because just as one sefer, one book of the Torah, spoke about our galus, and our redemption from it. He's referring to the Sefer Shemos that we just concluded, the Golus in Mitzrayim, slavery, and then ultimately being redeemed. And that Sefer Shemos was concluded with the Ohel Moed, the Mishkan, as we saw in Parshas Vayakel Pekude. Ukavod Hashem Asher Moleyes HaMishkan and Hashem's kavod, His glory, His honor, filled the Mishkan. So it's, it's constructed, it's built, and now kavod Hashem is molayes ha-Mishkan. So once that is complete, that whole stage has been finished. Tzivahu b'karbonos. Now Hashem commands Moshe regarding the karbonos, which are to be brought in this Mishkan. Ubishmiras ha-Mishkan and to properly guard the Mishkan, so that the Karbanos can be atonement for us, forgiveness for us, and that the transgressions of the Jewish people would not bring about the removal of the presence of the Shekhinah. So that is a really important phrase right now that the Ramban mentions I'd like to focus on for a moment. You have the Mishkan, it's completed, Kavod Hashem is there, now you have Karbonos, and the Ramban says, if you don't have Karbonos, then we don't have forgiveness for our Averos, and we know that Averos cause the Siluk HaShchina, the removal of the Shechina and its presence from us. So the whole purpose of the Mishkan is the presence of the Shechina, and the Kavod Hashem is Mole, the Mishkan, we want to make sure that it stays that way. Each Avera could possibly remove the Shechina, so we have a process of Karbanos for Kapora to make sure the Shechina doesn't go away and stays with us. So we do think about Karbanos in terms of Kapora, like a Korban Chatas, but we often think about that as in terms of our relationship with Hashem and restoring that, but it's also about the collective presence of Klal Yisrael, the Shechina 
there residing in our collective presence, each Avera taking away from that. We don't want this Siluk HaShchina. We want the presence of the Shechina. So the Karbanos make sure that the Shechina stays. The Tziva B'Kohanim HaNigashim Al Hashem Shayis Kadashiv. Then this Sefer Vayikra issues commands to the Kohanim, those who draw near to Hashem because they're able to go into the grounds of the Mishkan, further into it more so than anybody else. They're the ones who are bringing the Karbanos. So Shayis Kadashu, they have to be holy. They have to make themselves holy and remain that way. Shahiz here, Altumas Mikdash Vikadashev. And we are cautioned about not making anything in the Mishkan Tame. I should I'm sorry, not approaching the Mishkan when you're Tame, not being in the Mishkan when you're Tame. That's Tumas Mikdash. And Kadashev, that means the holy food in the Mishkan, the Karbanos. So there's a lot of caution and many gedorim that the Torah puts forth for us. So a person whose tame doesn't walk into the Beis HaMikdash, that he doesn't bring a korban, that he doesn't eat a korban, that the korban itself should not become tame. So that's called Tumas Mikdash V'Kodashav. It's a, a very commonly used phrase in the Gemara. To be careful about Tuma in the Mikdash and also the holy food of the Mishka, which, call, which we call Kodshim. Vagam, and then there's an, an additional measure of caution, that we don't break through and go too close to Hashem, literally to rise up to Hashem. Now we, you might remember this, there's a very similar statement of caution of not to get too close. Where else is that that we saw in the Torah? Harsinai. So as, as we experienced there the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matan Torah, <clears throat> the Ramban has stated before that that same presence of Hashem that was at Har Sinai transferred to the Mishkan. So just as you have the idea that you have to be careful how far you go forward at Har Sinai, you have the same thing at the Mishkan. The Shechina is there. So Shaloh Yeher literally don't break through, don't go past the boundary, la'alos el Hashem. And we're specifically talking about not entering the Kodesh HaKodesha, the Holy of Holies. Kamosha Amar, because it says here in this Sefer Vayikra, Daber el Aharon Ochicha, speak to Aharon, your brother, el HaKodesh, he should not go in at any time to the Kodesh, mi la paroches, within the area of the paroches, meaning into the Kodesh HaKodeshim, past the paroches, into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. El Peneit HaKaporos, right there in front of the Kaporos, that's the cover of the Oron. Asher Al HaOron. V'lo Yamus, so he shouldn't die. Ki Be'onon E'ro'eh Al HaKaporos, because I appear on the Kaporos in a cloud. So there's a a strong word of caution, if Aaron Cohen goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim at any other time, he's going to die. But if you go in on Yom Kippur and he's all prepared with everything that he did and the Kedusha Sayom, that's the way you go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the Rabban says it now outright, 
Ka'azhoras, it's the same type of azhora, of words of caution, that we saw at Har Sinai. Quote, this is from there, Sefer Shemos, Hersu el Hashem, that they should not break through, past the boundary, to Hashem, Lir'os, to see, the Nafami Menurav, because many people will fall as a result of that. So you might see the same presence of Hashem, of Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash and the Mishkan, as you saw by Har Sinai, and the same concept of a Guvul. And if you go too far, God forbid, a person could lose their life. Va'achar kach. And then after that is accomplished, a Korbanos, Kohanim, Tumas Mikdash V'Kadashav, how far you can go in, all of these concepts that are Sefer Vayukra concepts. Then, Yagbil HaMishkan Kahagbolas Harsinai. Then it's going to make boundaries around the Mishkan like we had at Harsinai. And when he says Achar Kach, afterwards, he means in the next book of the Torah, in the Sefer Bamidbor. He's referencing the next Sefer. So, Va'achar Kach, after this book, Va'yikra, Yagbil HaMishkan Kahagbolas Harsinai, you'll have Gavulim around the Mishkan, Be'es Hayos Sham Kavod Elokei Yisrael, when the Kavod of the God of Israel was at the Harsinai, so too it's at the Mishkan. And he's talking here about the way the Torah tells B'nai Yisrael later to camp around the Mishkan. Three tribes here, three Shvatim here, three here. You have the Mishkan, the Levim, B'nai Yisrael. That's Hagbolas HaMishkan. That's going to take place later in Sefer by Midbor. And remember, this is an overview, so he's, he includes Sefer Shemos. He talks mostly about Vayikra, which we're in right now. And then he touches a little bit on Sefer by Midbor. Vihine Rov HaSefer HaZeb Karbonos. Most of this Sefer is about Karbonos. Betoras HaKorbon the law of how to bring a korban, v'hamakrivim, those who bring the korban, u'bamokom sheyizkarevo, and the place where they draw near, meaning how far they can go into the mishkan. Then, v'yavo'u bo kitzas mitzvos nigroros imele. Then other mitzvos that come along with these mitzvos are brought in as well. Kimitechila tziva b'korbanos hanadava. Because Hashem commands us at first about korbanos nadava, those are volunteer offerings. If a person decides that they want to contribute a korban, bring a korban, that's called a nadava. And a person, if that's not a korban ola, if it's a kind of korban that you can eat from, like a shlamim or something like that, you have to know, vo'asar hachelev, that the forbidden fats are prohibited here, v'hadam, and the blood, Ba'avuram on account of them. So we get into the halachos of chelev and dam, that you're not allowed to eat them because we're going to be talking about korbanos. So as an extension of that, the isra of chelev and dam. Vacharekein siva bekorbanos hachet. And then it talks about the korbanos that we bring on account of sin, of chet, like a korban chatas or a korban asham. The nigrar acharzeh, and once we have spoken about the korbanos of chet, and we're on the topic of a possible chet. Therefore, nigrar, it is drawn in, it follows, 
to mention forbidden foods. That's Parsha Shmini, where all of the behemoth hatameos, the non-kosher animals, are listed. So you might think, well, what's that have to do with the Mishkan? Well, we're talking about chet, and one of the primary averos a person could possibly do is to eat non-kosher food. So therefore, we go into the topic of ma'acholos asuros. Ba'avur shehein mitamim, and in addition to that, those ma'acholos, those foods which are tameh, can make you tameh. If a person touches or moves that, that can make you tameh. We're not careful with that nowadays because we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. A person who eats or touches any of those Tomei types of food, they're not allowed to go into the Beis HaMikdash because they're Tomei. He can't go there. If a person enters the Beis HaMikdash in a state of Tuma, which we're not allowed to do, You'd be obligated to bring a korban called a korban olevayori. That means up and down. And what that is referring to is the financial means of the person who brings it. If they have more money, then they bring a larger animal, less money, a smaller animal. So olevayori, depending on how much your means are. And that's the kind of korban you have to bring if you go into the base hamikdash when you're tummy. One thing leads to another. One thing leads to another, right, as we see. And then, of course, you have to mention the laws of a mitzorah, a person who has tzara'as. So we have parshas tazriya mitzorah. And then, of course, a woman who gives birth. Vahazav, vahazava. A man who has a certain kind of emission. That's not a seminal emission. A zav was another kind of emission that a man could have that would make him tame for seven days. We don't know what that is anymore. It's not semen. Some other type of emission. Vahazava, a woman who flows blood. korban, Because all those people have to bring a korban at the end of their tuma period. A yoledes, a zav, a zava. So we get into all of the laws of those people. And to continue to be careful about those states of Tuma, as it says there at the end. You shall warn the Jewish people. Or another way to translate that is you shall make a boundary for them. So they don't die as a result of their tumah by approaching the mikdash. By making this mishkan tameh, where I reside. The nigrar acharzeh. So now what follows as well? Shayazhir al ha'arayos. To mention all the forbidden sexual relationships, arayos, which are in the sefer as well. Ki mishkava metame, because that type of relationship makes a person tummy. And that state, that kind of avera, the sexual avera, the result of it on the person, in addition to the chet, is called tuma. There's a kind of tuma that comes on a person. That causes the shechina to depart from the Jewish people, and it causes exile. 
So the particular seriousness of arayos and those kind of averos is so strong, the Shekhinah goes away as a result of those things, and we go into Golis. Va'od, and in addition to that, ki hashogeg bohan, a person who does those things accidentally, mechuyav hachatas, he has to bring a korban hachatas. So it's korban related as well. Shehizkir kavar, as it says, bi'v'im nefesh achas techata bishkaga, if a person sins accidentally, etc., you have to bring a korban chatas. Vacharechein hiskir mitzvah hashabbos umoadei Hashem. Then later on, this is Parshas Emor. It will mention the mitzvah of Shabbos and all the Yom Tovim, and we have an important one coming up, Pesach. Ba'avur hakorban. Why? On account of each one of those days has a special korban. There's a korban musaf that's related to Shabbos. A korban musaf that's related to yamtif, each each day has its own special korban, so it, they belong in the mishkan parsha. They have their unique korbanos. Kamosha Amar, as it says, Eila Moade Hashem Mikroe Kodesh. These are the special holidays of Hashem. Lahakriv Isha La Hashem to bring a, a burnt offering to Hashem. V'rov parshios hasefer hazet yedaber bohen im ha-kohanim. And most of these parshios speak about these things along with the kohanim. Daber el aharon ve'el banot. As it says, speak to Aaron and to his children. So Hashem is telling Moshe, say these words to Aaron. Say these words to his children. They're the kohanim. They need to know this. Or tzavis aharon ve'es banot. Command Aaron and his children. Then he adds at the end, Ubaparshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim, you look at that, there's all kinds of mitzvos. A lot of them don't seem to be Mikdash related, but the Ravan says many of them they are. Kitsas mitzvos Livene Yisrael. There are some mitzvos that go to the Jewish people in general. Ruban Nigroros Im Inyane HaKorbanos Obedomim Lohem. But most of them are associated with Korbanos and similar things. And in those places, in that context, I will explain that, he says, with the help of Hashem. So that's a very helpful overview because sometimes you look at the parshios in the Torah and we go one by one. We don't always look at what's the overall sweeping connection between all the parshios and this sefer and the previous one so we have an overview from the Ramban about Vayikra, its content, and also its place in the Torah. Any questions or comments on that? Robinson, please. The yeah. first of the, it's the first, I think, that kind of needs that more. Like, Horatius, you know, it's a flowing story. Mm-hmm. Shemal is also a flowing story. Mm-hmm. Vayikra, you really need that help to, to put it together. You do. You need that overview because it's hard to, to see the flow, the continuity, as, as the Rebbe said. Much easier to see that in stories, you know, like Horatius and Shemos. I think I left the water on the stove. Oh, okay. Okay, now we'll go to the next one where it says Seder Vayikra. And this is the first Pasuk now in Vayikra that the Ramban is quoting. Omar HaKasuf Bekan. The Pasuk says here, Vayikro El Moshe, and he called to Moshe, Vayidaber Hashem Elav, and Hashem 
spoke to him. Velokain bishar hamakamos. You don't find that phrase in other places in the Torah. You don't find vayikra el Moshe. Right from this point on, any time Hashem speaks to Moshe, you start vayidaber Hashem el Moshe lemor, and something like that. But right here, we have this vayikra el Moshe vayidaber Hashem ela. There's this phrase which precedes Vayidaber Hashem Elav, that Hashem called to Moshe. And that's unusual. You don't find it in other places in the Torah. As he says, Velokain Bishar HaMakomos. So why? What's the significance of Vayikro Moshe? The Ramban is going to say a few different, uh, I think three different thoughts on this. Number one, Ba'avur Shelohoya Moshe Yochol Lo'avo El Olamoe because Moshe was not able to go into the Ohamoid. He couldn't enter. Lihiyoso nigash el hamakom asher shamho elokim. Because that would mean going close to the place where Hashem was revealed and residing. And Moshe, in all of his humility, was not about to do that. So here's Moshe Rabbeinu. He's been in Adhar Sinai. He's been in Shamayim for 40 days, three times in a row very close to Hashem. The Mishkan is built. He has an instrumental role in it. The Kavod Hashem fills the Mishkan. Moshe, I can't go in there. It's tremendous here at Shemayim. He doesn't go in. Rak Bikriya Bikriya Shayikra Oso until he's called. So he is waiting. If Hashem calls me to come in, I'm going to go in. And if not, I'll stay outside. It's very different than the mentality of contemporary society. Oh, there's something in there. I've got to go see it. Right? Oh, God's revealing himself. Let me go see. That's a dangerous thing. Moshe Rabbein is Hashem's revealing himself. I'll stay over here until he calls me. It has already been said to Moshe, I will speak to you from above the Kapores. So we were just talking about the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Aron is there. The Kapores is on the Aron. The Kruvim are on the Kapores. And Moshe has already been told by Hashem earlier in Sefer Shemos, I will speak to you from on top of the Kapores. Asher I will designate myself or my place to you there. So why is Moshe hesitating? God told him he's going to talk to him. Just one second. Because Moshe understood that Hashem himself, who is residing, dwelling on the Kruvim, he's right there. Nisyore lavo he is afraid to go in until he is called, even though he was already told by Hashem, I'm going to speak to you from there. He still waits for Hashem's Vayikro Moshe. Okay, you can come in now. Regina, please. Is 
It says to Moshe, because it comes to Moshe, and Moshe then says what he's supposed to say to Kla Yisrael. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. It's referring to him. He heard that word, those words. Yeah. And there's the Chazal about that, that Hashem was speaking, but that doesn't mean everybody can hear him. You have to be Zoha to hear the words. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who could hear him. He says, Moshe, Moshe always will describe, this is Kohanim, like Tzavis Aaron Vespanov, or Daber B'nei Yisroel. Moshe will always qualify, Kol Adas B'nei Yisroel. Yes, right. So he can see the difference. Right, exactly. So this first mes- message, which I find to, to me very moving and just Mola Yirash Shemaim about Moshe Rabbeinu and how great people conduct themselves with humility, and they're not presumptuous. Oh, I was already at Harsinai, you know, I can go in there, no problem. That's not how Moshe conducts himself. And then, not only that, you can flip over the page to the top of the next page now, this is also a parallel to Harsinai, this point. Kasher Baharsinai, just like at Harsinai. Sha'amar, it says there, that Hashem called to Moshe on the seventh day from, the, from in the midst of the cloud. So Moshe Rabbeinu also was waiting for Hashem to call him. A Har Sinai experience, the cloud's there. Moshe doesn't just simply walk up. He waits for Hashem to call him. And indeed, Hashem calls him. This is the same idea that he's waiting for God to give him the word to come. In the Turgum Uncle, I'm sorry, Turgum Yonason Ben Uziel, at the beginning of this week's Parsha, um, he says that Moshe Rabbeinu made a Kalvachomer. He said, if at Har Sinai, whose Kedusha is temporary, I needed to wait for Hashem to call me before I went in, Koshikain, all the more so, the Mishkan, whose Kedusha is permanent, that I need to wait for Hashem to call me in. So that even puts the presence of the Shekhinah in the Mishkan, in this context anyway, at a higher or more intense level, because that's temporary Kedusha, this is permanent Kedusha. So that's the first shot of the Ramban, and that's why Vayikra, he was waiting for Hashem to say, come and I'll talk to you. That's the first one. Now, now a different shot. Oh, Shiloh Hoya Moshe Yodeya. Moshe didn't know Shehakovod Ohel that the Kovod was there. Vishayihiyalo Hadibur Misham, and he'd be spoken to from there, meaning right now. Kilo Kisohu Heanun. Because according to this pshat, the cloud of the Shekhinah had not yet descended on the Mishkan. It's a very different pshat. The first one is that, taking for a premise, that the cloud of the Shekhinah is there, and Moshe has to wait to be called. The second pshat of the Ramban is that it wasn't there yet. There's no onan there yet. 
Kilo kisohu he'anon ad yom hashmini, kedas rabosenu, because the cloud of the Shechina did not come down until the eighth day after the Shiva Yemei Hamiluin, the seven days of the dedication of the Mishkan, the last week of Ador. And then the first day of Nisan, which is by Yom Hashmini, the first day of Nisan, that's when the cloud came. But this is before that. We're, we're right up to the seven days of dedication at this point in the Torah. Shiva Yemei Hamiluin. So there's no Anan there. So of course Moshe is not going to go in yet to be spoken to because he doesn't even know that it's time to go in. Therefore, v'acharei kriya ba Moshe ba'ohel, and after he was called, Moshe then went into the ohel. Very different shot. This is saying he didn't know that it was time yet. Then Hashem called him like, "Oh, I, it, it's time, time for me to go in." Now look at the next two words. Ba'ohel lifnai v'lifnim, all the way into the Mishkan. What does that mean? Lifnai v'lifnim. The Kodesh HaKadoshim. Hold on a second. Didn't we just say in the first paragraph of the Ramban that only the Kohen Gadol goes in there once a year, Anyam Kippur, and nobody else? Isn't, isn't that always how we understand that? That that's the only one? We have a misunderstanding. Dory, please. He was. He was Kohen Gadol, and therefore he had those rights. And in addition to that, according to the Ramban, it seems from those two words, Moshe could always go in. He could always go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And one of the notes on the Ramban that I looked at said that. That, he, that the Ramban is saying here that that restriction of once a year on Yom Kippur is going to Aaron as a Kohen Gadol. No one else can go in at all, Period. Aaron can go in once a year, Anyam Kippur, Moshe Rabbeinu, anytime Hashem calls him, he goes all the way into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and hears Hashem's voice speaking to him. And that's what he says here. I'll just read that line again because it's two words that could just mamish go right by us. After he's called, he goes in right away, all the way in, and he brings a chazal to support that. Kamosha Dorshu, as the Chachamim themselves say, quote, Aharon Beval Yavo. Aharon is the one who's not allowed to go in except for once a year. Ve'en Moshe Beval Yavo. Moshe is not Beval Yavo. He is not restricted by that once a year Yom Kippur Kenisa into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Wow, that's an amazing thing. Moshe Rabbeinu could go in any time. The Rabban says it beferish, and he supports it from the Chazal. Linda, please. So seemingly, yes. Seemingly, according to this point of view, when God calls him to talk to him, he has to go all the way in to talk to Hashem. It's like, I'm calling you, come to me. Come, you know. So he goes. And we'll see a different shot than this in a minute, but according to this, yeah. God's calling him from the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he wants Moshe to be, so to speak, right near him. Right. Which he does, right? So that's a very good question that Linda is raising. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability to talk to Hashem any time. Right? Like, like no other person, he didn't need to go into a prophetic state. 
He was in a perpetual prophetic state. He didn't have to separate from his body. He was completely integrated into that state. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah. And that is true. But I think the answer to Linda's question is that these are specific kinds of nevuah. So Moshe wants to talk to Hashem, or he can talk to him any time. When Hashem wants to tell Moshe something, and he wants to give him a certain kind of message, then he does that. I want to tell this to you from inside the Kodesh HaKadosh. There's something about it that's different. I'm going to talk to you here right now. I don't know when Hashem would say this or say that, but that's how it seems to me, because as we know, Moshe could always talk to Hashem. Okay, that's that shot. Okay. And he says here, V'zeh derech pshat v'kasuv hazeh u'kavar pirashtiv l'mala. This is the pshat, he says, of this pasuk, and I have explained this earlier on in his commentary to the Torah at the end of Sefer Shemos. Okay, now he's going to say something else on Vayikra. So we got two things so far. Vayikra, Moshe was afraid to go in. He had to wait for Hashem to call him. That's one. Second one, he didn't know that this was the time he was supposed to go in. The Onan wasn't there yet, so Hashem called him. Tupshat, Shataman Vayikra. V'ravoseinu amru, and the Chachamim said, Ki l'chol hadibros, u'l'chol ha'amiros, u'l'chol ha'tzivuyim, kodma kriya. Anytime Hashem spoke to Moshe, commanded Moshe, he always called him first. This might sound familiar to you because this is Rashi's pshad in this pasuk. Rashi says this chazal. Anytime the Torah says, Vayidaber Hashem el Moshe lemor, it is understood that he first called him. There's the Vayikra el Moshe that precedes the Vayidaber Hashem el which is not stated in the Torah except for this one place. And this one place is telling us this was always the case. And Rashi continues to say, I'll just say it out for a minute from Rashi, it's a lashon of Chiba. It was an expression of love that Hashem had for Moshe Rabbeinu. But you don't just enter into a conversation with somebody before you say, hi, how are you? Hi, come, come in. Vayikra. As we all know, just on the human level, you see somebody and you start talking about your subject and you don't say, hi, how are you? It's not so nice. First, there's a vayikra, and then you say what you want to say, to acknowledge the person, and then say your words. So the Chachamim say, Hashem always did that with Moshe. There's always a vayikra. Regina, please. Well, he said there was a love but yeah. between Yes. Yeah. It's still there. The Kriya is still there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still there. And I, and I think, Regina, that the Ramban is addressing your point because if you see that sentence we just saw, L'chol ha-dibros, u-l'chol ha-amiros, u-l'chol ha-tzivuyim. So whether it's Daber, Omer, Tzav, there's always a Vayikra, no matter what the content of harsh, soft, command, but it was always preceded by Vayikra, he called Moshe. 
I don't want to say this, Lagabe the Ribanishal Olam, but I want to convey the idea it's menschlichkeit. Just menschlichkeit. That's the basic derech eretz. And that, it always comes from the top. You learn menschlichkeit from the top. So here, Akkadish Baruch Hu himself is saying to Moshe, you know, Moshe, Moshe, and then he speaks to him. Kolomar, as he says, Shayomari love, that first Hashem would say, Moshe, Moshe, he'd call his name. Vayomer Hineni, Moshe would say, here I am. And then Hashem tells him what he wants to tell him. V'zeh derech chiba v'ziruz l'Moshe, and this is a derech of chiba, He's showing love for Moshe, fondness for him, Moshe, Moshe. But then he also adds zirus. It's motivating. Someone just called you by your name. It's motivating. Acknowledge that person. They said your name. You didn't want to, oh, they want to talk to me. So chiba and zirus. Lemoshe. Okay, so now if you have that, that Vayikra is not about the first two Peshatim that the Ramban said, this is a different Mahalech. It just means he always called to him. Vihine aldatam, according to this opinion of the Chachamim, his kirzebekan, why here? Why here, out of all the places and all the Vayidaber Hashem Mamosha, why does this, is this one chosen for the Vayikra lesson? Ba'avur shahu techilas hadibur asher hoyo elav me'oha moed. Because this was the very first time Hashem spoke to Moshe from the Olamoed. And you know, that's such a simple thought, and it's just so resoundingly, uh, I don't know, powerful. Of course, like, how, how could you not think of that? This is the first time Hashem spoke to Moshe from this place. So we're accustomed to Hashem talking to Moshe all the time, but now it's the Olamoed. And therefore, Lulamed al-Kulam. This one teaches on all the times that Hashem spoke to Moshe. So the Torah chose here to say Vayikra, and it's meant to be applied to all times Hashem speak to him. And Dafke here because this is the first time in the Torah, Because so too, this is always how it would go for all the days and all the Torah, Ume ohel moed. So according to this, when it says ume ohel moed, Hashem called to him, Hashem me ohel moed. That's the end of the pasuk. Mukdam. That phrase ohel moed goes on the first part of the pasuk, which would mean, which would mean as he says, he's going to change the phrasing of the pasuk now to show us the, how to read the pshat. Vayikra elav me ohamoed, and he called him from the ohamoed, vayidaber Hashem elav baoho, and he spoke to him in the ohel. Kimish Moshe Sham Hoya, because that is where Moshe was. Now that's a different state. Again, another very subtle comment by the Ramban. Ramban Moshe Sham Hoya, he was in the ohamoed. So unlike the first shot that he was waiting for Hashem to call him before he went in, he's saying here, Moshe was already in there. And Hashem then spoke to him. 
V'shir ha'kasuv kifi peshuta u'mashma'o. And this is how you would learn the pasuk. Va'yikra Hashem al-Moshe. Hashem is called out to Moshe. Va'yidaber elav me'olamoid. And he spoke to him from the olamoid. Okay, those are the three different pshatim of the Ramban on the importance of the word va'yikra. And the last one is to show chiba, ziruz, how to speak to somebody, how Hashem spoke to Moshe, and that's always how he spoke to Moshe, all the time. Now he adds another comment, which is al-derech which we, we know means al-derech ha-kabola, and the Ramban already told us in his introduction that when he says something like this, we don't understand what he's saying. So we'll read it anyway, and we'll think we understand the words, but really we won't, okay? Val derech and by way of the derech ha-emes, al-pi ha-kabola, the Moshe Omar Ale El Hashem, and who, and to Moshe he said, "Go up to Hashem." The Sodo Yodua, and the secret of this is known, Mimaimid Har Sinai, from what happened at Har Sinai, Uba Aseres Hadibros, and at the Ten Commandments, Ukavara Maztilo, and I have already hinted to this earlier in the Torah. That doesn't sound too hard, right? But there's a secret in here that the Ramana is telling us that he just told one of the secrets of Torah. So hopefully on our, on our neshama level it went in. Because certainly went over our heads on the Pshat level because it doesn't seem to be that hard of a statement. But I guess it is, right? Obviously it is. So does HaTorah. So it goes like this. Moshe Omar Alei El Hashem And to Moshe he said, go up to Hashem. That's the comment. Visodo and its secret is known from Harsinai and Aseris Hadibros. So those are some hints. No, he's not saying anything right, at all. He's just telling us a few little Ramazim. That's it. Kavaramaz Tilo. And we will heed his words and not try and figure out what he's trying to say because he told us not to do that. Right. Okay. Anybody, any questions or comments? Yeah, please, Dory. Um, it seems to me that Moshe could be anywhere and have nevuah, that he had that ability, he could speak to Hashem, you know, at all times, not only at, not only in the Olamoi. So I think, I think that this is talking about certain kinds of conversations he, he's having with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, specifically here in this place. Maybe, this is just, just a thought, kind of thinking about it for a minute, we, we don't know all the conversations that Hashem had with Moshe Rabbeinu. We only know what Moshe told us in the Torah. Like all the Nevim, right? We see Nevuos in Yeshai and Yirmiyahu. That's only some of the things that Hashem told that Navi. And those are the things that Hashem told the Navi that Klai Yisrael for the rest of history has to know. That's why it's in Tanakh. But the hundreds and thousands of Nevim which we had as Jewish people, which the Chachamim say we did, we don't know those conversations. And the other conversations that Hashem had with Moshe, we don't know what they are because we don't need to know. They're not Lodoros. So perhaps these conversations, these Tzivuyim, are specifically the ones that have to do with Taryag Mitzvos. That the Taryag Mitzvos dialogue between Hashem and Moshe, that's from the Ohamoe to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And he tells that to us. I'm just speculating now. Whereas other Diburim that Hashem had with Moshe, which were not Taryag Mitzvos related, Klal Yisrael related, Lidoros, perhaps those were, were stated in other places besides the Ohamoe. You have to find the support for that to see if that's true, but that's just a thought that occurs to me. Please, story. A good example, right? So, which which you would assume happened with Moshe Rabbeinu on a regular basis. Yeah. Please, Regina. From this point, from this point, that, that's what I think the Ramban is saying. Yeah, I, I think that's what he's coming to say. That's where those Diburim occur from this point in onward. Which it's Torah related, Taryag Mitzvah related, Klal Yisroh related. Put an asterisk by that comment because I'm saying it with some hesitation. Yeah. Okay, Yashukach, everybody. Thank you again for a beautiful session. And uh, next semester after Pesach, we're going to go back to the Ramachal, a few paragraphs from the Derech Hashem we haven't learned yet, with God's help. And have a Chag Hashavah Sameach to everybody. A beautiful Yom And as the Hasidim say, a Freilacha and a Kosher Pesach. Great day. Thanks, Dury. Thank you, Mr. Tamar. Thanks, Grandma. It's very hard. Yes, it's hard. <laughs> Good try. Good try. Thanks, Josh.